0: to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Oh, what a strike, Club America! Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Goal. Now let's hit the field and
1: start the show.
0: America! gentlemen welcome back to another episode of the eagle eye podcast today we're going to be breaking down everything that happened in torreon in that one draw against santos laguna we're going to be previewing the upcoming match against puebla in the estadio azteca and of course we're going to be talking about all the news in regards to the transfer market one has left we have a new spain center midfield christian's gonna have a little bit more details on that ex Madrid player as well of course, a lot of things to talk about in regards to Las Aguilas de La Sagrada america and as always, let me introduce my co-host for today, none other than Brooklyn's very own AJ and New York's favorite resident Christian Rosendo. Gentlemen, how are we
1: tonight? Um, pretty chilly. Um, snowed in. We got a lot of snow in um, New York. Christian can relate to this. So, um, and as well, classes start for me again. So it's been a busy Tuesday for me.
0: Nice, interesting, busy, busy. Always good to stay busy. Christian, how are you doing with the snow?
2: yeah same thing oh well, same thing snowed in um but uh yeah I, I hate the snow actually uh when it gets like this it, it's just a, a pain to deal with uh A j can relay I'm sure uh as uh like AJ, I, I am also back in uh, back in class, so that's always fun last semester, hopefully and um just excited to talk about Cuba America today.
0: Definitely. And I just want to give a huge shout out and a, and a quick little plug to Christian himself. The tax Wait. season is right around the corner. Oh. And if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go hit him up. If you guys want to get your tax return done by the financial expert himself, Christian. All right. He's the one in charge of the financial here at the Eagle Eye podcast. We're bankrupt, but that doesn't mean anything. But make sure you guys go and mm-hmm. you guys go check it out. Uh But no, really, in all, this, uh, in all seriousness, go with Christian. I know tax season is just right around the corner. Actually, it's already here. Um, So, yeah, if you guys haven't done so already. Hit up Christian on Twitter, on Instagram, and uh, I'm pretty sure he'll be more than happy to help you guys out with that. But all right, gentlemen, let's talk all things Las Aguilas de la América here. Um, might as well start what happened in Torreon? A 1-1 draw is a stadium that I've mentioned last week that we never really have any favorable moments. And, you know, as of late, we always seem to find a way to struggle, even when we shouldn't. And I feel like this past Sunday was a perfect example of that definition. America came into it very much hopeful that we could get a result and we can get something going after the Juarez win at uh, on Tuesday. America didn't play as, well, I don't know, the way I saw it, America played a lot better in Torreondo the way that we did in the Estadio Azteca, but we were still unable to manage a result. I don't know if you guys concur with what I'm saying or, you know, completely have different opinions in regards to this game, but I'm curious. Final thoughts after 90 minutes and that 1-1 draw. Throw it to you first, AJ. Um,
1: disappointing, really. I kind of find this game to be a little bit of a snooze fest. Yeah, we got a goal, but then just I feel like after that, nothing much really happened. One of the more exciting things, if anything, literally both of these goalkeepers were having butterfingers. The, we they both teams conceded goals. I felt like this should have not really been conceded, but a goal's a goal. But overall, at the very end, just really disappointing just to only get one point. Just when we thought we were gonna break this um streak against Santos and get ourselves a win, and then that happened for what Oscar Jimenez did. So disappointing.
0: Yep disappointing indeed. I just want to point this out. AJ, uh, you got a fan in the chat. Christian Ferrer, saying, AJ with his long hair looks like a young Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> I don't know. What does everyone else think? I think I see a little bit of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it looks like we have a uh, Maria in the chat as well saying, same here with the snow. And uh, Jacob also saying, I think we deserve to win. Christian, your thoughts on the 90 minutes in Torreon?
2: Um, yeah, a little disappointed, but um, it's just... um i i think we had everything to kind of close out that match um i didn't think america played a bad game um i thought it was a little bit better than what we played uh in, in the last game especially defensive wise Uh, i know i was talking to you guys in private and, and then i was kind of praising our defensive game and it seemed like uh like it, it stepped up it stepped up a little bit you know and there's a lot of factors going into that obviously with uh with naveta's performances right now just being, being a just being a star right now in his early stage of his career is really helping us in defense. Uh, I know Aguilera isn't the best defender out there, and I know we've been you know criticizing for for the longest now, but it does help that you have someone of some experience there. And you know, not to knock the guy, but he hasn't really been playing that bad either. So you know that always helps. So for right now, I think uh, our defensive problems have been alleviated just for now um there are still things and i i think we need to work on like especially on the on the on the santos goal i thought that um our our marketing was a little bit weak there and um obviously the the goalkeeper mistake doesn't help right so um you know but little by little though i think that we're starting to shape into a more a more compact team a more stable team a more a more i guess uh a, a team that can go out there and you know be solid for for 90 minutes instead of you know 70 like we were used to with Piojo.
0: Definitely, I think this game is the perfect representation of how you want to view this America side. Do you want to view it with? Um, oh, we lost Christian for a second. Although he'll be right back. Um, like I was mentioning, AJ, I think this is a this is a perfect representation of how you want to view the America side at the moment either you want to see the glass half full or you want to see the glass half empty you know and i've seen it on twitter where there's people like christian praising the defensive work praising stuff that you know we're doing well and i've seen some very good tactical uh breakdowns of what we were doing against santos which actually bring me joy to see that we're you know trying to you know jump the lines play out the back be a little bit more creative be a little bit more aggressive you know, that's, that's on, on, on one end. And on the other side, I've seen a lot of people kind of complain that this America side still doesn't play to anything, that, you know, we're still not scoring goals, that under Pio Correra we were the best offense, and, you know, nitpicking at things here and there. So I think this game perfectly represents, you know, both, both spectrums of the Americanismo right, at this moment, right? One sees the glass half empty, the other one sees the glass half full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is to say that there is positive stuff to take away from this game. It's not to say that it was a terrible match. And I think if America doesn't make that defensive mistake in regards to the goalkeeper error, I think that we might even have walked away with the victory. I don't really think Santos were that threatening forward. And I think I was going to tweet this out when we were about to hold on to that 1-0 victory. It was like, oh, human isn't going to get credited towards another clean sheet. But I feel like, just like in the game against is the opposition didn't really threaten us. To such, you know, crazy extent, not the way that we've seen in previous games where Ochoa had to become the hero of the match. And so it brings to light, like you were mentioning, Christian, Aguilera has been a huge relief in the back for a player like Cáceres. Because like I mentioned last week, some of that responsibility is off his shoulders and goes on to someone that already knows and has experienced it. And then, I mean, you know, you're seeing a young, talented player like uh, uh, Nevada coming into it. You know, I I think you know, Jacob said, you know, the goal that he almost scores is is phenomenal. The the strike that he has, um, so really good stuff to take away from, but you know, also negative connotations, you know, that also correlate with with this performance. But I think that really is it. I I think you know, they both cancel each other out, we're kind of left in the middle. If 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 you guys understand what I'm going at,
2: Uh yeah, right. Is the point the end of the world, guys? I don't think it is. No, I don't think so. And I also, you know, I think people just are misunderstanding. And I guess they're they're, they're, they're thinking like America needs to have this instant impact, this instant 360 from what we had from Pio. And uh, unfortunately, that's just not how it is, you know. Um, this is a, a coach who has no Liga MX experience. He is just, just getting to know his squad, trying to see what fits in best. Um, You know, it's not to make excuses, but the, the fan base needs to calm down a little bit and not overreact to every little thing. I understand we're not playing the prettiest football right now. I understand that we're not scoring the goals that we need. But let's be honest. In the beginning of, of last year's season, we were having an Informed Venus, Informed Henry. And that's why we were scoring so many goals at the beginning. Uh, We also had an easier schedule in the beginning of last year. So that's why you got the, the entourage of goals there. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of things, you know, who's to say that right now, it's Saturday we won't win five, nothing, you know, you just don't know. Um, so I think the family just needs to calm down a little bit and slowly, but surely we'll get to where we're going to be. I am seeing signs of progress, maybe not to the speed that I would like, obviously, because obviously like everyone, I want to see my team play, play pretty. I want to see my team dominate the opponent. You know, everyone wants to see that, but just, we got to take baby steps, you know, we got to walk before we run. And, you know, I know America is held to a higher standard, like it should be. But you also gotta factor in, you know, other things that may hinder that. But we will get there, and I think I'm, I think I'm in the in the minority here, maybe besides you two. But I am seeing progress on, uh, uh, you know, I am seeing progress being made with this team.
0: No, yeah, you're right. I mean, everyone expects a quick turnaround, but let's be honest, and and we have to be because I think if we're trying to be objective here, we have to understand that, you know, quick turnarounds, obviously. There's, there's examples of them do happen, but I think in, in a case like this, you know, it's going to be different. It's going to be difficult. And look, I had a great conversation with our beloved cowboy uh, Dylan, a, Recorded conversation that is going to come out later on in the week. If you guys uh, are interested in hearing that, me and Dylan dive in a little bit and talk about the Solari uh, era. Uh, we talk about other stuff as well, like uh, WandaVision and some pop culture stuff. But for the most part, if you guys want to uh, listen into what we had to say, Dylan makes, brings up a great point, Christian, in that this Solari, this Solari era starts off with a team. So it's very difficult to really demand something from this manager when these players aren't really his pick, his choices, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe one or two could fall under his category, but we don't know necessarily if these would be his preferred, you know, players to be playing with. So he has to do with what he has at the moment. And not to say that he has the worst pick out of the bunch, because let's face it, he could have inherited the 2009 squad. And that's a whole different story, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, okay, the, 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 there's pros and cons to everything And there's you know there's always going to be A, a, a rebuttal to, to anything But I do think that we do have to maybe Lower the expectations just for right now And I know that as, as an Americanista That sounds beyond crazy Like we're America, there's no such thing as Lowering expectations, but what I mean to say By that is not to say that we don't expect the title It's more like, let's just give This man the time that he needs In order to get the best out of the squad mm-hmm. He hasn't had a preseason He hasn't had enough time to work I, the, the time that he's been managing at this point to this day would be what considered the preseason, a, a full preseason, in
2: a sense, yes, in a sense, right? So he's barely coming off this proof this uh and, you know, preseason end. And in Go that ahead. time, you played a, a, a good San Luis team, which this year they are playing well. You're playing a good Monterrey team, you're playing a good Juarez team, and you just played a good um, a good Santos, Santos. team, a good Santos team. You know, last season we beat Santos 3-1 and then the following we got destroyed by Queret out of 4-1. So, yeah. it, you know, so what I'm saying is in this season, at least for right now, from what I'm seeing, there is progress, but at least we're not playing so inconsistent and we're starting to get somewhere. Like I said, it's not to the speed that everyone wants it, but we're getting somewhere though. And that little inconsist- inconsistency that we had last season is starting to, you know, dwindle away. And that's something for me, at least, is a positive.
0: Definitely. AJ, how did you view America in the first half? I think it was a very interesting, promising start. I think we had more of the ball position, and actually, you know what? I'm going to try to bring in the momentum bar in the, uh, in the meantime while you give me your answer, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. America looked to be the more comfortable side in Torreon on the first half, at least.
1: Um, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, our offense gained some opportunities, and then when it came to, co- um, to corner kicks, we were trying to get something out of it, too. We were trying to score goals, but Acevedo Props to him for Santos. He was having a great game. But that's not to also say as well that our team... We he were was not having chances. a great game. He what was, are you talking about? Dude, he was he making was, some was n-
2: sense. N- he no, he wasn't. He no, was, he fight, 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 fight,
0: fight. No, Acevedo, was, was, Acevedo was making nothing. Nothing at all, all right? He he, he made had those had It's Naveda, Which, by the way, she should make it. Also, has anyone noticed he's so short for a goalkeeper? But that's besides the point here. All I'm saying is that... He did not have this amazing game that uh, everyone makes out to be. That he had, he
1: had, had, a he had game.
0: an okay game. He had an okay save against Naveda, which everyone expects him to make that save because if he doesn't, that's more on the goalkeeper than it is anything. And go on,
1: man. Besides that, but no, um, our team was getting opportunities. You see, Henry from time to time trying to get, his, try to create some, get himself some goals. And that Naveda shot—if he happened to score that. I think the, enti- the entire uh, Americaniso would have started screaming off the top of their lungs and getting off the couch and start buying Naveda jerseys right from the get-go. But, um, yeah, no, we looked really comfortable in the first half, and especially after we got that goal from Andy Martin, it seemed like, you know, things are going to go well after um, the first half ended.
0: Yeah, and, and I liked Henry's involvement in, in this game. I think he was very much lively. Christian, I don't know, you're you're one to always uh, be a little bit nitpicky on Henry. What did you think about him in his performance in Torreon? Um,
2: I thought it was better a better performance than what he's been giving us recently. Um, his awareness was good on that goal. Other than that, I still think he can give more, um, and I hope that his form continues. Uh, but it, I guess it's a good start if you want to... Th- I think that game was a good start if you want to retake your form, for sure. Definitely, um, I do think that maybe he needs to be a little bit more active
0: in in. Um, what am I trying to say here? I like some of the stuff that he's doing. I just don't think he's doing it for like the entirety of the match. If if that makes any sense, probably doesn't. But it's what I'm trying to you know show here. But as far as momentum bar goes, because I finally pull it up here. Um, I'm completely wrong. Santos, well, actually, no, I'm right. We we closed up the half much better, um, I think, for for a little bit. Santos, at the beginning of the match, definitely had more of the ball. Then becomes the usual trend, Christian, with America. We die off a little bit in the second half. We let Santos have more of the ball. We have the lead at this point. I mean... <sighs> What is it with America not being able to close out a game or at least manage it properly? Because I feel like every time we do have the lead or we or we do have the momentum, we then all of a sudden switch it off
2: in the other half and give the the, the ball to the other opposition side. I still think it's just the rawness of this team and just have not having the players that somebody wants in there. Um, that combine that with um with the with the defense still trying to work things out, even though it has improved, it's still you know working out little kinks. And honestly, we would, we would have probably won that game if it wasn't for the mistake. Um, and, you know, we, we have to also factor, factor that in here that Ochoa is not, you know, playing. And, you know, with Oscar Jimenez, while he is a very reliable goalkeeper, he does have a lot of these little quirky moments. And unfortunately, um, he showed one on on Sunday night. So, um, like I said, I really thought we would have won that game if it wasn't for that mistake, but that's, that's all what-ifs, right? It's just now working on, you know, making sure your players are focused and ready and you you set up your team in the best way possible uh, best way possible to close out uh the game in 90 minutes and not in you know in 70 or 80, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you there on that aspect. Um but overall I think that you know this game was a little frustrating to watch because you felt that America could have gone in a gear up, but it just didn't seem that they were all there. Um for example, I, you know, Leo Suarez is another player that I think just didn't really prove, mm-hmm. again, to be the america caliber as player that we need him to be. Like, he had a really good game against Atletico San Luis, and we're like, yes, finally, we're going to get the best out of Leo Suarez. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, not really, you thought. Yeah. But again, Christian, he was
2: very much tucked in and not playing close to the byline. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm pretty sure this is what... Suladi gonna keep trying to do, um, like I told you guys, I think he try- he wants to put, try to put in tuck in those wing- wingers a lot, make sure that their fullbacks overlap, um, and then try to work it like that. Um, it doesn't seem like Leo Suarez is that comfortable with it because I think like in you know, the San Luis game we saw him trying to get behind the defenders and try to you know try to dribble someone, cut inside, take a shot, make a pass. You know that that's when we saw the best Leo Suarez. And unfortunately, that's I guess that's not the way Salati wants to play this, um. I guess he knows better than us and, and you know that's why he's there and we're not. Um, just I just hope it just works out uh, and, and it pans out and maybe he just needs the right support cast around him because there's a lot of movements involved, and you know you do need the right players to kind of execute that um, and just re- in recent games, you know we really haven't had the strongest 11 there. so hopefully, you know now that all, everyone's coming back now, we, we, we start to get to, to get a, a good feel of this team and how it's supposed to play.
0: Well, I mean, obviously, we're not there because we don't have luscious, Tresemme-esque type of hair. That's why we're not on right, ages getting close to that, you know, keep it going. <laughs> um, but you know what the interesting thing about this is the fact that Leo Suarez's fullback is the best one to do the overlapping runs. I just never really see him give the ball to Jorge. And when he does, he puts him in a very tough situation. Yeah. And the one who's always making the best runs is Luis Fuentes. And he's always getting ignored by his winger. Yeah. You know, yeah.
2: you which know,
0: is was the most frustrating thing about it. And then what worries me the most is when Fuentes pushes forward and we lose the ball because you know, he's he's going to, it's going to take another 15 minutes just to get down there. Mm-hmm. And so you're just like, Oh, this is not going to end well for us. Well, I mean, gratefully, I think uh, Naveda's been there to stop some of it. Aguilera's been in really good kind of positioning. And so we've kind of escaped a little bit of those scares. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see what's going on with the the fullbacks, with the wingers. Another winger that I want to talk about briefly, Linus. What did you guys think about Linus? I think this was one of his better games in an America jersey. I think that he was daring when he had the one-on-one. He took it. He didn't really resort to trying to pass it off and run off and drop off the shoulder of the defender. I think he wanted to make some things happen. I don't really think it always panned
2: out well. He won a couple of corners,
0: but, you know, he seemed like the more daring winger for me in this game.
2: Yeah, and I just think he he understands his role a little bit better. Um, like you said, Ivan, it's just the moments and situations where obviously he could have taken you know a a better decision here or there. Um, but like I said, I just think he understands what he's supposed to do, and it just feels a little bit more natural to him. Uh, maybe it's something he's used to playing and you know used to the movements and stuff like that. So um, for for sure, he's he had a decent game. Um, but I think Aj can can attest to this. I think lines can can give us a little bit better than than what we've mm-hmm. been seeing.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Just, you know, he came from Cholos on a different manager, on a different formation. Now you're coming to play for a big team, which could be a fact, you know, maybe him just still having some kind of jitters when he gets on the field. You're playing on the Solari. You're playing in a different formation that he is mostly usually accustomed to it's the 4-2-3-1 in this game or a 4 whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, he's starting to understand his rogo, which is very good, but we want to see a little bit more out of him and then once he hits that point, he'll no doubt be our starting left midfielder, no doubt about it. We won't see probably anyone else try to challenge him in that spot, which is good. Like you mentioned, the one-on-one he was getting, he was probably feeling he was, um, pretty confident. He didn't finish him out as we wanted them to, but at the same time, he's not the one where it's like, I'm going to pass the ball immediately as so soon on the wing. He's like, I'll take, I'll go on a one-on-one, see what happens at this point. If not, try again, and so on and so forth. But yeah. It's one of his um, better games in, um, in America, Jersey.
0: It definitely has been. It definitely has been. And that's, that's, that's a very promising thing to see in regards to Linus. Um, but in regards to this game, uh, anything else we need to talk about? Or anything else that you feel that we haven't talked about enough? Or do you think we've covered it pretty much well? Because I think this game overall is exactly what I mentioned. It is a game where there's some positives to take away, also some negative connotations. But I think they both kind of, you know, cancel each other out. So we kind of have this very much neutral game mm-hmm. in which there's not really much to take away from. It's not really much to dive into. It's just it was one of those games. Some good things came out of it. Some bad things are still happening. We get a point. It's not the end of the world. I think we keep it
2: moving. No, definitely. Um, I mean Santos was one of the better teams coming into this. Um, you know they they've never got they up to up to that point. They they haven't conceded a goal. We were the first team to. To, to make to make that happen. So um, you know, I, I think we played them pretty tough. Unfortunately, you know, just a, a just one miss slip and it it causes the, it causes the all three points. But it's progress and I hope to see a better Medica on on Saturday.
0: Yes, definitely on Saturday we play against Pueblo. A little bit more about that later on in today's episode. But uh quickly before we wrap up the, the segment, uh Cortova's hair do you guys like the haircut?
2: It's all right.
1: I like it. Reminds me when I had when I had the um that kind of short hair like that one had to cut um, my Salvador Cabana's um type hair off, so it's nice.
0: <laughs> All right, I just thought it was a very interesting cut. They're not expecting to get it. Maybe, maybe he had a thing going where it was like, you know, if, uh, I'm not gonna cut my hair until I get a red card. He got a red card.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess I have one more thing to add for the love of God, just stop putting Chucho Lopez in and, and the midfield. Please, God, don't ever do that again. Solari, I know we don't have a I know so that, Lottie, bro, yeah. please, like. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to really get roasted every time I was like, I think Jujo Lopez has something. But it's like, dude, if you constantly just keep playing musical chairs with him and just throwing him different thoughts, I'm like, he's not going to do anything. I mean, I feel like this is one of the games, this is just me, maybe only me. He looks slightly better than the last game, but all that's like, nothing impressive. Just put him out on the wings or something again. Or as a left back, if you need to, if we need to ever sub-point this out. That's it.
0: I, uh, I, was, I When you mentioned Chucho Lopez, I, I, I forgot to say, uh, Solari praised him. Praised him yeah, very Lari much in, him. In, the, in in his post-game conference, uh, which was odd. Very odd. I was like, okay.
1: Y'all sleeping on, on,
0: on him. No, no, one is, no one is sleeping on Chucho Lopez, <laughs> right? He's just there because we have the injury crisis right now. He's, a Guad- He's the
1: Guatemalan legend. The only player in this league to ever win a title. So,
0: Oh, God. Oh uh, All right. Well, he was he was still Mexican when he won it, so you know he wasn't Guatemalan just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pretty much wraps it up. America gets a one-one result, and then we go off into uh, you know the 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 next jornada, which is against Puebla. And gentlemen, I think it's a little still uh, a little bit too early still to be looking at the table. Correct? I mean, when, when when do you guys think is appropriate time to start looking at the table as to where we're at? I, I would say maybe after the jornada six, seven.
2: I said, I said after six. I think after six, we you kind of evaluate where we're at, and um, you know, we 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 we'll see what's up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. You know, it's a little still, it's a little early still to kind of see where we're at because hey, we might go on a stretch of a winning streak for these next three games, and then you know, who knows where you're at at the table mm-hmm. at that point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All righty then. Okay then. Well, let's move on into our next segment. But before we get there. I want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by Footcult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys check out Footcult.com and get yourself some amazing, amazing Footcult gear. They have this great Eagle Eye Podcast Training Top that you guys can get. Um, you know, perfect for the spring. I know it's right around the corner. Um, they got some really cool stuff dropping. I know we talked about the Rafa Marquez um uh, air freshener. AJ Christian, mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear. What do you think Rafa Marquez smells like?
2: I have no idea, but I can't wait to buy it and, uh, and <laughs> give it a smell. Get, give it a nice whiff over here. You know, Get <laughs> a smell like great Rafa Marquez greatness. I love it. Um, yeah, we definitely said
0: that he smells very much like, uh, Catalonia with a hint of old spice in there. So we'll, we'll see what, uh, We'll see what that is about. And you guys can find that as well if you guys go and purchase that air freshener. And they got a lot more cool stuff coming their way. I know we're about to be uh, doing something cool with them. We're going to be maybe potentially doing a giveaway. So if you guys haven't done so, make sure you guys follow them on Twitter as well, at Footcult. And yeah, if you guys haven't done so already, check them out. Use discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off anything in the store site. And uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. All right, then again, thank you to Foucault for being today's sponsor. All right, gentlemen, let's move on into the next segment. Christian, do you have any news updates in regards to Las Aguilas de la América? I know that we have a certain player, a certain Colombian that has left the ranks to go over to Torreon, And we have a certain Spaniard, ex-Real Madrid, coming into this America side. Talk to me a little bit more about the uh, incorporation of Al-
2: Alvaro. Is that his name? Is that Alvaro his first name? Fidelbo, correct, yes. we Fidelio. get into the Gran Alvaro. Yes, Ivan. Andres Ibargüen has left Club America. Um, quick thoughts on Ibargüen and his career at Cuba America.
0: Okay, first of all, quick thoughts about the way he left America. America ended up, you know, buying his contract out. Yeah, buying. And that Sanctuary, is what frustrated yeah. me the most. Mm-hmm. We, we, we freaking made a loss here. Like, he went on a free to Santos. Mm-hmm.
1: That's <sighs> disappointing. Well, we paid that's a fee.
0: What, of, that's <laughs> we, oh my god.
1: You paid a fee of like what three point seven mil to get him from um, and Club to uh, America, and then we're just like, yeah, we will terminate the contract, come to a mutual agreement, go on a free. That's literally like three point seven mil or whatever the fee could be that we could have used on whether it's on contracts or who knows, maybe for a player in the future if we need the extra money. But it is what it is. Or-
0: Maybe they could have inverted that on an English language based podcast, you know? Don't <laughs> done something like that. But uh, in regards to your question, Christian, um, I think it was very uh very disappointing. We all expected a lot more from him, especially when he came into the league. He was still very much in the in the middle of his twenties where you thought, All right, we can still get some really good stuff from this guy, twenty eight years old now. You're thinking, Well, that was definitely not what we were expecting. So um,
2: yeah, pretty disappointing. Yeah, no. AJ, give me give me a few thoughts here.
1: Um, thoughts really underwhelming to be honest. Like we thought when we first saw how he played, like at teams like Atlético Nacional Racing Club, you're like, wow, we actually might have someone there as a left winger for the future. And then you look at stats so looking right now, 100 games played, 13 goals, eight assists. Yeah, no, that it really was just not the sign we really thought everyone expected. And it, I feel like it's really more shocking. They announced this during the middle of the game. I, and thought, when I, I, I
2: thought it was pretty funny.
1: Uh, when like <laughs> when, I, when I went back to, like, players who ended up leaving in a way, you know, American fans thought they should deserve more. I'm like, wow, America really does not care. They're just like, yeah, we'll um, just let you go right now in the game. Even Santos as well. They're like, yeah, let's announce them now. Even at the same time, like, it's not really rude at their part because at least it's you saying we got him. But then it's just really more awkward, frustrating. But then could be funny as well that Medica just announced like, yeah, we're letting you go right as the game is happening. So, but back to the combo, I'm already just, yeah, just really disappointing. Just not yeah. the play that we thought he was going to be when he arrived from Racing Club.
2: Yeah, no. And um, it, it's unfortunate. Uh, So um, unfortunately, so we couldn't get the best out of him. Um, you know, obviously he had, he had, he had a good uh, moment here and there, but obviously nothing to, uh, to kind of just say that he had a very luxurious career at America. So I think, uh, the majority of the fan base is happy that he has gone. Ivan, I were in the minority that, which I thought we could have done a little bit better. Unfortunately, you know, Ibarwin has been on, on the, on the, on the trading table for a while now. Um, it's just, you know, with this high salary and the price that we paid for him. Um, there wasn't really any suitable buyers. Um, Minnesota was the was the closest one. Unfortunately, though, the salary they were offering Ibarguin, Um, actually no, the the money they were offering Cuba America was not the, the price that America was looking for, which that doesn't make sense to me either. Because yes, yes. if what? you're gonna if you're gonna oh. take him at a loss, at least take him at a loss of, of a million and not, you know, over that. And I'm pretty sure that was the rumor price. Supposedly Minnesota was going to pay 2.5 million for Ibarreguen. Um was going to get a better salary. That's why Ibarreguen said yes right away. It was just America that was stalling to see if they could get more money off of Minnesota because Minnesota had money at the time, and you know Minnesota wouldn't bite. And America said, okay, then you're not getting him. Then and then America proceeds then to buy out Ibarreguen's contract in order for Santos to pick him up at the deadline because. We needed that um extra spot for a certain Spaniard that needs to come in. Oh, that is just
0: that—that that is terrible, terrible That's negotiating. terrible, yeah, terrible negotiating. Um, And and again, we come back to this every freaking transfer window. There's always some terrible negotiating going on in America. And look, if this uh, if this Spaniard Spaniard kid does not pull through, I don't see how Banos can save himself.
2: Yeah. Well, you know? talking about that Spaniard, um it's uh, official. we have our last our uh, force of the season. It's Nanico Castillo. Um I know a lot of people were excited for to have Nico Castillo back. Unfortunately, he won't be back this season, uh hopefully next season. Um it's just up to his health and make sure that we're not rushing him. Um but yes, Alvaro Fidalgo has come to Club America, um coming from the second division of Spain. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of high praise for this kid. Um, like I even mentioned earlier, he did form, uh, part of Real Madrid in you know, in in his beginnings. Uh, played for Castilla, was the captain of Castilla under under Solari. Um, Solari actually went to, got brought up to um to be the first team manager of Real Madrid. He brought Alvaro Fidalgo with him, and he made his professional debut with Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. Um. Like I said, a lot of high praise coming from Spain of this kid. A lot of the fans that on on this prior team were a little bit annoyed with the board, saying how, you know, this is one of the gems. How can you let them go? Um, So for me right now, and from what I've seen, from what I've heard, um, this looks promising. As the old signings do, unfortunately, when they come to America. Yeah. But this the one, one seems was just promising. A, this one seems just an extra bit of a little promise. I just for a couple of reasons. One, it's a pick that Slotty made. Um he went to the board and said, I want this guy. Um, getting to me, the board got into him surprisingly. Um, and it seems like he has a lot of confidence in him. If you had the confidence in him to debut him in the first team of Real Madrid, you know, it, it says something about the player. Now, even though he he has been on a little bit of a decline in recent and recent times, um, it's just due to the form of, um, him not getting chances. Um, the coach is, uh, having issues with the player as well. And just the the team in general is not in a good state. His prior team I uh, was not in a good state. They were in, in in relegation zone uh fighting to kind of stay up. And you know, it's a lot of mixtures of things. So this is his way out. Um, but the thing that I like about him is that he knows he knows where, where he's coming, you know. Uh he knows that this is the biggest team in Mexico. Um, there's been uh, you know a little bit of interviews here and there since he arrived. He knows that he has to earn a spot, he, you know, he's ready to show everyone why Solati picked them. Um and he's just ready to to, to show what everyone's got because a lot of people are doubting him uh back in Spain, saying that you know he was a bust, that's why he left Castilla. Um, so this is a revenge sign for him. And you know, if he can pull through and if he can, you know, sprinkle what he has, it's could be a good sign for America in the future.
0: Definitely. And there's a lot of skeptical people here in the states and in Mexico as well. Not to say that you know, there's all sunshine and unicorn and rainbows over here with announcing uh Fidalgo. I know that there's a couple of people, some of our, you know colleagues as well uh questioning as to whether or not this is a, a good signing a lot of people making the correlation between sergio diaz you know someone who hasn't right. really done anything in the america jersey uh you know thinking that it might be another one of those signings so it's gonna be interesting to see he has a lot to prove he does he definitely does have a lot of proof but you're right christian it's a very promising signing it's a very promising player um and i guess we'll just have to wait and see you, you mentioned it the one thing that makes him stand out of Every signing we've gotten this season is the fact that he is a Solari pick and a Solari pick only, um, which is interesting to see. Uh,
2: you know, will he mm-hmm. get minutes against Puebla? Most likely.
1: Yes,
0: we'll see.
2: You know, he's already training. He got here this morning into to Mexico City and he's already training with the squad. So to me, that shows that he's 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 ready to play. He's in form. Um, will he start? Obviously, I I don't I don't see him starting Saturday. Um, but I do see him getting minutes. Um, it's just that period of adaptation to the to the altitude is gonna I think cost him a little bit in the beginning. Um, but hopefully that, that'll that'll ease in um, as the as the training sessions go by. Um, also hold up hold, I think, up, hold up, hold up before it. you jump on to the next one. Is Álvaro Fidalgo going to be our Bruno Fernández-esque signing? Could be. You never know. You know, the, the thing that I like about his <laughs> game a lot is that supposedly a lot of people say that he knows how to how to break the lines, how to get in between the lines. um, And, you know, he, he, when his passing is on point, it could be very deadly. And, you know, maybe that's something that we need. Maybe we need that last bit of help in the final third to just get us through and get us those those goal uh goal scoring chains that we so direly need, especially to our strikers. You know, they they could use someone like this. Um now that, you know, Benedetti hasn't really had the, the best of luck and Cordova's is just not in his form right now. Um, you know, let's give a player to to give competition there. And also, you know, maybe give a little bit of a of a you know knock on Richard Sanchez's door to kind of step up his game as well. So there's a lot of a lot a lot of variables where this guy can play. Um I see him playing more as um as a obviously as a number 8 obviously trying to trying to get him between the line pick pick those passes you know here and there um and uh, to my understanding he does have a good long range shot so you know that's something i guess America is you know needed as well you know it can't be everything on cordoba right to, or leo suarez to kind of get us through you know it'd be nice to kind of have a a more vast um squad and of a starting people that can that can shoot from anywhere right so um you know it, it it's a good signing it's a good signing i think in my opinion but um only time will tell
0: yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I uh, want to read out here Christian saying he has great vision and isn't scared of long balls, which I think is uh, something that you mentioned. He has a really good vision in that mm-hmm. department. And so you see him as a number eight. I see him as a number 18, a very Portuguese 18. And so we'll see, hopefully, wow, that mm-hmm. for Alasada de América. But go
2: ahead. You were moving on to a, to a, a another topic. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, though. So, I'm, um, you know, it's just it's just a shame to see the fan base become what it is now. Um, literally if they, if, if it's not a player that's known in Europe, then they just don't care. Um, and you know, it's, it, it, it's annoying to see it sometimes and it's annoying that people don't give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, and you know, I, I just hope this kid proves everyone wrong. So um, hoping for the best and I hope we do get to see him on, on Saturday.
0: Damn Christian going two for oh in regards to taking shots at the Americanismo.
1: There is um one more um, piece of news that did happen earlier. so um Royo Martinez, there was rumors he was supposed to go to Bologna of um Italy, but the problem was America did not want to loan him out. They wanted him to be bought instead and Bologna was saying we just want to loan because they're essentially that the ha- almost like towards the end of the scene where they have 18 games left. so then that transfer essentially fell through like at the very end. So Royo Martinez um he's staying essentially with Club America. But,
2: job, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, in the summer, anything yeah, can happen. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about him later on. Yeah, you know, I mean, Roger still has, still has time to in, in his contract. And it's been a, a player we've been trying to get rid of for over a year now. So um, we'll see what happens. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe under Solari, he can become someone new. I don't know. Um, when he came on against like Santos, it seemed like a little bit lackluster again. Um, but we'll see, though. Maybe he needs a starting chance. and Maybe he'll get it against Puebla.
0: We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you had him starting against Santos, but... Uh, Alright, Christian, any more news and updates to America? I have uh, Jacob uh, Leal saying, is Ochoa going to be ready? Oh, I'm dog. actually asking myself that question. Is Ochoa ready? Is Benedetti ready? Is Richard ready? It seems that they'll all be ready for, for, for Saturday, yes. Let's celebrate! Let's go! This is
2: exactly what we wanted to hear. Uh, excuse my excitement. Um, yeah, that's awesome. As, as Pedro Aquino as well. They're hoping all four of them can be ready for Saturday. All four of oh them? My oh
1: my, god. God. we'll be stacked if that's the case. Oh my lord, Sasha under Solari. Woo! Guns Finally. Blazing.
0: Let's go. Finally. This is what we've all been waiting for, right? The, the moment everyone's been waiting for a game against Puebla, where we can all have our play. <laughs> ready. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm already having the thoughts of seeing a potential lineup with that. Oh my god. All righty then. Well, if there's no more news in regards to
0: Coapa, shall we talk about America Puebla? Let's talk about America Puebla. All righty then. I see we've got a couple of uh, predictions. Let us know your predictions already early so that way we can come back and put them on the screen a little bit later on. And uh, yeah, let's talk America Puebla. So this match is going to be live at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, which is an odd time for kickoff, Christian. We don't really get... 5 p.m.
2: Pacific time kickoffs for America on Saturdays. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. Um, and actually, I have to check my work schedules. I think I'm working, but we we'll, 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 we'll discuss on, a little we'll, bit later. We'll, yeah, we'll let's discuss we a little bit dis- later. We
0: can discuss that in private. Now the world knows yeah, that yeah, we yeah. have some conflicts in regards to covering this game. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll see forget now. about that. Uh, obviously. Obviously, this, you might have to, um, but uh, obviously this game promises to be one that uh, alludes to America maybe potentially having all of, all of their players back healthy, ready to go against the Puebla side who, I mean, wh- how was their result last time, AJ?
1: Um, it was a 1-0 loss to Tijuana. are they playing right now? Um, yes, they're playing against uh, Monterrey
0: which we don't know how that score is because we don't keep up with Monterrey, but uh, zero, zero. let's, zero. oh, there it is. <laughs> There's the result right now. Uh, let's just be honest here. I, I think we're expecting for this to be the America game after what mm-hmm. we just do to, right? Having Pedro Aquino uh, finally make his debut potentially, maybe. Cause I, I have a question in regards to Pedro Aquino in just a second, when we talk about lineups and who's going to be playing where, Um, obviously having Ochoa back, uh, Richard, uh, Benedetti, possibly featuring in the bench, you know, trying to get off of that Torreon stint, coming into the Azteca, you're at home. It really paints for a good game, right? At least from an America perspective, it paints for a really good game. And I think this is what we want for an America. Uh, this is exactly what we want in regards to a game where America can go at their opponent for 90 minutes, like you mentioned, Christian, right? No longer trying to see 60, no longer trying to see 70, but we're trying to get to that 90-minute mark. Can we get there? I'm not so quite sure, but can we get close to it? I think we can. I think we get to the 80, 85 minutes.
2: Yeah, no, definitely, and like you said, Ivan, especially if all four are available, um, which I, I am counting on all four to be available. Um, that's what my starting line is going to be based off. Of um, you know, I really do hope to see what we get to see in America that's just different than what we've seen in the previous um previous games. So it should paint for a fun one, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It definitely does look like it, and uh, you know what? Might as well just start off right there. Let's talk uh, potential lineups, Christian. What do you think Slot is going to come out with? Sure. So uh, my lineup will be Guillermo Choba in net, Jorge Sánchez, Emanuel Aguilera-Sebas, Cáceres, Luis Fuentes, uh, Santi Naveda, Pedro Aquino, Richard Sánchez in the midfield, uh, Leo Suárez on one wing, Roger Martínez on the other, and Henry Martín to be our striker. I was not expecting this lineup by any means necessary, and like, you threw me like three
0: different curveballs here. So now my question is, what is this formation even? Are we playing a 4-3-3? Like 43, can...
2: 43 defensive, but I feel like uh Solari will give Aquino to kind of to kind of go go up a little bit uh and and trying to create because he did do it against um uh, against San Luis and that's how Cordoba got the goal um so I, I do expect Richard and Aquino to kind of be a little more in front of uh of Santi Naveda, uh and try to be be the ones trying to help create. <laughs> this is hilarious. Jose with those? like, I bet half of, half
0: of those you mentioned don't even start. I <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, honestly, because
2: that Chucho Lopez is starting. And, you know, I should have put Chucho in there. is definitely starting, right? Of course. Look, look, this is what I'm
0: going at because you threw me this curveball and now my mind is thinking tactics and formations and where players are at. And now my question is, I don't think Richard starts then if this is the formation you're going with. With two center defensive mints, I think you're giving Roger the chance to play in that camp position, which I think he wants to play because that's where Solari has put him in the last two games. So I would say you move Roger into Richard's position and I think Linus starts in the left-hand side.
2: Mm. It could be. It could be. Um... That's just that's what I think, or what I would like at least to see. Um, it's not. I mean, it's an
0: interesting lineup. Not uh, you know. Don't get me wrong. I would I would love to see what that you know midfield uh, you know trio could do with uh, Naveda, Aquino, and Richard. I think that's something that we wouldn't necessarily always see. And I I would be interested to see what they're capable of making happen. If this I happens, no... I, I think
2: I think wait, who said that? Who said that in chat? Okay, if this happens, I think uh, I think Jose Old's been like five dollars for this happening. <laughs> if this line goes down. Anyway, doesn't hit, then I owe you a high five or something. Then, I then have Jose. Then if
0: that, hit, <laughs> if that doesn't hit, if that doesn't hit next week, Jose gets to gets to put our predicted lineup. Okay, I like that. Seems fair. Like Jose, that, like sent that, yeah. us, send, send us a send us a DM over on Twitter at Eagle yes. eye podcast, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. just so just just review the bet again. Review the it.
2: bet again, so
0: everyone can know. Okay, so the bet is if this hits, Jose Sepulveda owes Christian $5. If it doesn't hit, Jose Sepulveda gets to put the predicted lineup for next week's episode on the podcast.
2: Because I don't have $5 to give out today. So (laughs) that's (laughs) fine.
0: But but he uh, said he's down, though. He said he's down. So we're, we're good. So we're good. Send, us, send us a DM over on, uh, on Twitter, and uh, we'll definitely start I'm gonna hit right
2: now. I'm done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> start, start pulling all those favors, man. It, it, um, is, it, it
2: is a bit of a gamble. And I see why people are saying it, because Aquino and Richard are both coming off of, you know, injuries, injuries. And, and COVID. Um, Roger Martinez doesn't start anymore. And, you know, so I, I understand why people don't, don't, don't think it might happen. I just think now that he has more... Weapons are at his disposal. Hopefully, um, he's gonna use them right away and um, not you know, not be you know, so <laughs> overprotective. You take food stamps. Um, yeah, I'll take some food stamps. I'm sorry. Food. Wait, that's free food. Why is everyone laughing at that? That's free food.
0: No, I'm sorry. Let's
2: <laughs> keep out of left field. <laughs> I'm Just sorry. out no. right at you. you. It's true though. So let's see what happens. I really hope this hits now. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> Dude, I've been
2: For three years now, for three years, I've been able to keep my composure
0: with everything and anything that's been said on here. And I don't know why that comment got to me. But uh, shout out to Jose for making me laugh like that. Um, but yeah, no, you know what? Uh, and I was going to try to allude to this when you when you put up your starting 11. I'm glad that you actually are keeping uh, Naveda in this. Because I, I think he's earned it. I, I don't think he's no one him. in this yeah. squad... Yeah has the right to take him off his starting eleven spot, um, which is a really good thing because I think it's gonna bring the best out of Pedro Aquino. Um and I think it's just gonna push this kid to even go even further. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Um and if he can find a way to be consistent with the minutes that
2: he gets, um I think we have a real gem in in, in our hands. Of course yeah you know and it you know it's not a uh, America is no we've played with two with two uh with two cdns before um yeah. two very good cdns before um, and, you know, people are saying that this might be the start of, 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 that, you know, hopefully, you know, they have ways to go. I mean, they have milestones to go to reach the, the likes of Edson and then Rodriguez, but it could be a good start though. You never know. Um, so, you know, hopefully we get to see some variation of this. Um, if it's not, you know, everyone, all the 11 to the dot, you know, I would like to see at least, you know, at least nine of them, um, 10, hopefully, but, um, you know, ho- hopefully, hopefully Sladi does something like this and hopefully we see a better America showing.
0: Definitely. So make sure you guys tune in to the start eleven graphic that we put out yes. because uh, you guys will know whether or not the bet actually fell through, uh, went through in regards to Jose's favor or Christian's favor. Mm-hmm. But right, gentlemen, we have a start eleven. Let's kind of work with what we got here because I do think that no matter what happens, we're going to get a variation of a four three three for Solari. I think that's kind of pretty much nailed on. The only time we actually got a four four two was against Monterrey, which I think still to this day um, was the most oddest formation that we could have used against them. But again, I think that was because we wanted to be as defensive as possible. But now that we have kind of an idea of what America is going to field, how do you think Solari is going to tell this team to uh, approach the game? Because I think if I'm Solari, I'm not, but if I was Solari, I do think that um, I would would try to give the approach of, okay, we have a very good opportunity to kind of perfect our football in a sense, you know, go out there, be as aggressive as we can be, demonstrate why we're America and, you know, and this is going to sound bad, do not respect the opponent by no means necessary. Like, like the perfect example would be today. Manchester United won 9 against Southampton. That is something that I want to see America do at the Estadisteca against Puebla if possible, right? That'd it's like, nice. don't hold back. It would be very, very nice. Um, Don't hold back at all. Go at them, you know, completely demolish them if you have to, but utilize this game to an advantage where you can, you know, build more confidence, start gelling as a team, and if, you know, if you're finally going to get like like you mentioned, Christian, nine of these players, are at least on the field, potentially these are nine players that are always going to be fielding this America side. So start building that connection, start building that chemistry. And I think that if you can get this game and push forward, then I think it's definitely going to prove uh, very dividend going forward. And it's not to discredit Pueblo that by no means necessary. I'm not to say that Pueblo's not going to come in and play their game. I'm expecting them to do so. But I just think that America needs to be the more aggressive side.
2: No, definitely, yeah, no, hundred percent. And um, it needs to be aggressive from from minute one. Um, get in there, you know, start start working, working your your idea, start working the game plan, and you know, watch it come to fruition. And I think that we're getting close to it. Um, like I said, hopefully now with 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 everyone coming back now with with some of the more key players coming back, the the idea, the the philosophy, the 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 place that will come you know, come more natural to the players. So hopefully, hopefully it happens. I am I'm I'm on board with you there. I want to see an aggressive America side against the Puebla. Don't hold back, take everything to them and, you know, go from there.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I I definitely think that America can have that type of game. AJ, curious to hear what your thoughts are in in regards to this Puebla side. You know, how does America play this game? How does, how do you think that America needs to defend against Puebla? Because, you know, we we know that Puebla is going to come at us.
1: Um, So, yeah, no. The last time America did play against Puebla, um, it was pretty scary. We were down 2-0 at the half, and everyone really thought at this point, we're going to lose to Puebla. And then Emma, Henry, and Fede, um, Rico Vines came to the rescue and helped us. But that's a thing, though. Puebla can surprise any team. Um, They've gotten a draw, a win, and a loss, but they've mostly been playing a 5-for-1 formation. They got 5 in the back, so... That's up to the offense and having to figure out how can they break the how can they on. I feel like with the caliber of players that we have up on the wing and up front, I feel we shouldn't really have too much of an issue. But then when it comes to the offense, you got players like Santi Ormeño, Amarillo Escoto, or Cristian Tabo, who can definitely bring the offense to Puebla and get themselves a goal. This is a Puebla side so far this season. They've been getting a lot of shots, which... You don't expect from a team like well, which is really interesting when I look at their stats the past couple of games. And they can give teams scare. They gave Chivas, they held on really well against Chivas and gained a draw. They beat Cruz Azul. They lost to Tijuana, but that was essentially based off of a penalty. That was it. Otherwise, the game would have been different. And right now, currently, we're speaking up. Right they're tied up right now against the IL, So that's really surprising. So, and by no means, I say, we shouldn't underestimate this team, but knowing if this is what the lineup that Medica's going to have to this game, hold nothing back. Show no mercy. Get a goal from the get-go. Don't be scared of the defense. If this defense can be really solid, just like against Santos, we should not have any problems at all. The only person I'm really going to talk to is Oscar Jiménez, please, whatever you had on those gloves, spit on them a bit. Make sure they're good and dry and get the ball, because I don't want you... Have butterfingers again, please. Other than that, we should be fine for this match.
0: Yeah, well, I think I, you don't have to worry about that if a choice in full uh, is in full healthy form. I think that he's he's sure. going to be your starter. He's going to be your captain. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the América side is going to uh, you know bring out against Puebla. And the one thing we criticized a lot in the Biojera was we didn't know exactly what América side we we're going to get week in and week out. With Solari, I think we mentioned it earlier, Christian we have an understanding of what these players are going to do week in and week out. It's just, are they going to, you know, get it down to a T is the Mm -hmm. real question. And I think, you know, this game has to be the game where everything just kind of clicks and gels for a majority of, of the game. You know, it's not to say that it's going to be the most perfect game in the world. No, because at the end of the day, if somebody ends up winning this by one goal to nil. I mean, it's still three points. And at this point, you know, accumulate as much as you can, but you know, there's, there's got to be more, uh, you know, improvements here and there. And I think the most important thing is we're looking at this as a whole, as a perspective of not just saying, okay, I want to see my attackers do this. Or I want to see my midfield do that or my defense. I think it's just we want to see a well-rounded game from all departments, from the back all the way to the front. And it's, are you able to be
2: as consistent as you can be for the full 90 minutes and Maybe. for how long of that duration? Of course, 100%. I, I agree with you there. And um, like I said, with everyone being there at a, at a, at a 90%, um, I think that we should get definitely a better showing. And we need to have a better showing. It's just, you know, always trying to be better than the last game. And I think up to this point, we have been doing that.
0: Definitely. And I think this is the perfect game to put, to calm some of those nerves from the Americanismo, right? If you're able to come into this game, win it by a comfortable margin, then even though there will be, an, uh, you know, some, you know, naysayers here or, or or some people that will kind of, you know, read between the lines and say, oh, well, but it's just Puebla. I think for the majority, people will be like, okay, there's an improvement here and, you know, there's, there's, there's more promising things to come. So I, you know, I think that this is just a benefit for everyone. I think for Sodari, for the players, for the club in general, Um, it will be interesting to see. Uh, I'm excited to see Aquino start, if that's the case. Um, I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see, you know, some of these players return back from COVID um, and the new players,
2: you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so, like I said, like uh, like everyone's saying, um, should be a fun one. Um, make sure you guys tune in, and uh, hopefully, we have um, we have good, good, um, good reviews next week. Yes, that's 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 the most important part: good
0: reviews. And you just mentioned reviews, so if I can just mention this real quickly, um, for those of you listening right now on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever it is that you may listen to us. If you could do us the the favor, the honor of leaving us a review on those platforms, it would mean the world to us. It helps us get more exposure, helps the podcast grow a little bit more. um, And it would just be awesome if you just, you know, give us a a five-star review if possible. If not, give us a one-star review and tell us why. Tell us why. And tell us because it's AJ's fault. And we'll definitely get to the bottom (laughs) of
1: it. (laughs) Uh,
0: But, uh, yeah, all right, gentlemen. Give me your scoreline prediction for Saturday's game. Go for it, uh, AJ. 2-0. 2-0. Christian,
2: I'm tailing AJ.
0: 2-0. 2-0. I'm going to be the more optimistic one here. And since I'm on a roll from last week's prediction, I'm going 3-0, America. I think that America can go out there, score a couple of goals. I'm looking at a player like Venus to finally back something in. And this could be the game to do so. So um I'm definitely going with a two uh with a three-nil victory over your guys is two zero. Either way though, the most promising thing about this is
2: clean that you sheet. guys are giving me a clean sheet prediction. Mm-hmm. And that for me, like I said, like I said, I don't know about about you guys or anyone else in the chat, but to me, I feel like our defensive game has steadily improved a little bit, tad bit here and there, bits and pieces. Um, but it's definitely a good showing you know as each game progresses and like i said these are these little tiny victories that we have to take into account in order to reach you know the grand prize it's you know crawl before you walk walk before you run and i think right now we're still crawling we're about to walk i think i like i haven't said this game and i think over the course of this game next game and yeah this game next game and maybe the other uh, the, the third game that's when we need to start walking and then after that you know now we see this team in full gear so um, we're getting there, little little by little, and um, just like I said, I just need a better better showing than what we did last game.
0: No, yeah, definitely. All right, let's read a couple of these results right here. Uh, Christopher, I was going to say being very adventurous with this five nil uh, result to America, but he said, I "Don't listen to my other prediction." LOL. I say two to one. It's very disappointing. It's very heartbreaking because not not because he changed it from five zero, but because he said Pueblo's was going to score on us and. I, I really don't like that.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Let's go over here with uh, Jose Sepulveda, who has, who has a lot riding on this game. Is going with a 1-0 <laughs> uh, result for Las Aguilas en América. Nice. Good to see that. And then, of course, we have Jacob, who is saying América for Puebla 0. Another good prediction. I like it. I like it. Again, no discredit to Puebla, which I do think they're going to bring it to us. But, I mean, I think we'll see. I think a Amer- bit more. Yeah, I think America is definitely in a good position to be in and say, okay, you know, We'll see what we're able to make, uh, make of this. um. But, yeah, don't forget to check that game out live. It's going to be on through the end, like we mentioned, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 uh eight Eastern, 7 Central. Uh, We're going to see if Christian has you guys covered for this game. Might not. Might have to be AJ. Might have to be me. We'll see. But either way, follow us over on Instagram and Twitter, at Eye podcast, and you guys won't miss a second of what's going on. Go interact with us during the games and uh, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, gentlemen, I think we've pretty much wrapped it up here. Yes, sir. Yes, we have. Alrighty, then last words, last comments. Anything to say before we wrap it up?
1: Um, be sure to give a like to our Facebook page as well. That we have recently brought it back. So if you would like, please leave that a like and you could also follow everything up to use everything regarding to America and America Feminine in English. And one more thing. A come from Chris Rivera how he mentioned how Puera lost a lot of players and it's a private. That's actually very true because this other lineup is essentially different from what we had last season. So at the same time, while I'm saying, I feel like we will probably be the dominant team. You never know what is going to give us with this team as well, with what they got. But all in all, it should just be a really fun game I'm sorry, and actually excited for it because, like you mentioned, this is a game where every America fan who had so much doubts can look into this game, and we get a really good result. They're like, okay, I'm on the Solari boat now, which is what I would like for every America fan um, to be. And
0: Definitely. AJ making some really good points there. Definitely will be a game to look out for. And like we mentioned, we have you guys covered on all aspects and good. uh, Good shout out there, AJ. Good shout out. Yeah. Make sure you guys go follow our Facebook page. AJ is going to be trying to mend it and bring you guys the best content over there as well. So if you guys can, you know, share it to your deal, share it to your cousin, share it to your neighbor, you Mm -hmm. know, share it to whoever it is, but uh, make sure you guys share it and we can get as much exposure as possible. But all right, gentlemen, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us here at the Eagle Eye Podcast. <clears throat> we'll be back next week on Tuesday to talk all things on Sagulas in America. Uh we'll recap uh that game against uh Puebla and hopefully have some really good things to talk about. In regards to everything else, I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Gentlemen, thank you again for coming out again. Please be safe. Um build as many snowmen as possible and give <laughs> us a, uh, you know, give us a picture or two in regards to that aspect and uh in- you know, we'll be back next week. Like I mentioned, talk things all. A las aguilas de América. Be safe out there, guys. Please, please wear your mask. Uh, we'll see you guys again next week. As always, take care. Until next time. Arriba la América. Good night, everyone.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English.